You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Good evening. Hi, you're listening to Punk Wisdom with Matt Nelson on Podcast Detroit. Beautiful Studio 3, the best one there is. Sure. I don't, they're all the same. They're all studios. Some, well, some are smaller than this one. Some are smaller. Yes, but then that means they can accommodate less people. So that's the silver well, we lining really there. really draw a big crowd in here, but it's nice to be this far away from everybody. Agreed. No offense to anybody in the room. No, that's okay. I, Nobody likes you. We went to a – there was a party that my work threw because we had two individuals quitting. We've been working for the company for five plus, seven plus years. Mm-hmm. So they all went to the bar on the rocks over there on John R. And they're just kind of throwing a going away party, karaoke and all that crap. I didn't stay long for that. Um, but it was packed. And I'm talking packed, not just with our people there because we had probably a dozen people from our work that showed up. But it was like another party was there. Then the actual bar itself was packed. I was like, I could stay two hours before my anxiety was going through the roof and I needed to leave. Two hours is pretty good though. I had a couple Guinnesses, which calmed me down, allowed me to stay the two hours. Guinness I? <laughs> Can yeah. I? And then, I then, then my boss is like, Matt, have another one. I'm like, dude, I'm leaving. <laughs> Aw. But he was buying everything, so I'm like, I, I, I could. No, that's right. If he's buying, why are you drinking Guinness? Because it was just a normal oh. bar. The I lip on this guy. And I don't want he to- hasn't <laughs> even been introduced yet, and all of a sudden. <laughs> well, I didn't want to eat, drink anything harder because I had to drive, and I don't want to impair myself. Fair enough. And I wanted more than just one drink and water. And <laughs> if it wasn't, it'd still be Irish. Yes, it would be, whis- it'd be whiskey of some kind. But okay, anyway. maybe scotch. Or, yeah. I've had some good cognac. That sounds good too, but anyway. <laughs> Josh is here. Hello. Uh, he's been here before uh, a couple different times. Good to be back. So he's uh, here to hang out with us tonight. Hi. <laughs> She's asking you to kiss the microphone. I know. I'm not used to that. If I could sit in the back of the room, that'd be better. But Maybe we should start looking into lapel mics. <laughs> we can just kind of relax back with a lazy boy or something and just chit-chat. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. I might get too lazy, though. I have to send this link for a minute, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... You got a link? I'm gonna, I have to send a link, so give me so, a second. So, yeah, I went to that party. Um, tomorrow, I have my tattoo appointment, so I'm going in for probably all the I'm line work. I'm going too. I've got about four or five hours of pain, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, confirmed it with the tattoo guy on the way before I got here. He sent me a text, you coming tomorrow? <laughs> I'm like, yep, I didn't cancel. What's the, uh, what's the total time for this, your uh, tattoo? I have no idea. He thinks he can probably – he says to probably get the uh, – the line work done in one sitting, which is about four hours or so. Then so coloring and shading and all that jazz, I'm not sure how much more is going to go. And what is it going to be? I forget. It's been two weeks. I think it's a picture of me. Yeah. <laughs> actually, I, I I don't I don't think it is a picture of Josh. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, no problem if it is. I You know, if you're into that sort of thing, I – No. Who's to say what kind of people you should be? I'm just saying. Well, I do kind of I didn't think it them. was likely. Okay, so – it's going to be a dragon, so it's going to be totally original. Um, okay, so what the heck? Are I you just doing? ignore it. Ign- Here, let me turn it down. Hang on, I'm playing back a playback. This is live, so I have live on Studio Three on my phone. Why? 
Because I... Other than being absolutely annoying, why? Other than grabbing the link and sending the link that I said I was sending. Oh, okay. But why did you have to have the volume on? Because I didn't think ahead. What is wrong with okay, you? Why is the volume still on? Because I like it. <laughs> now, all right. I'm just saying, I'm, no, I'm just no, thinking of our listeners. <laughs> we'll just pretend Allison's not here and we'll have our own conversation. Yeah, you know. I'm sorry, what, what, what would make this that? week different than any other bye week? <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, you just roll on. Jerks. So, Josh, how you been? I'm doing well, sir. Thank you. Getting kind of crazy. Work's busy. The accounting world is just starting to heat up when everybody else is slowing down. Yeah. And now for some more smooth jazz. <laughs> you don't have to do a lot of uh, taxes, do you? No. Other than just what your work does? Yeah, no, I don't do taxes. Good. Oh, they're going to be much easier this year for most people. So if you were paying somebody to do them before, just go out, get yourself some TurboTax and do them yourself. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. Why? What makes it so different? Um, most people will not be able to take itemized deductions because the standard deduction is so high now. Um, that your tax form is going to be really straightforward. We're talking like a one pager. Nice. So that make allowances go up then because you can't itemize. Uh, yeah, I mean, so those the, items still got. So the personal exemption went away, and the standard dedu- deduction doubled, and maybe then some, depending on your situation. Okay. Just rolls out on the floor a little different. That's all. I've had to pay back the government. Last few years, so, really? Yeah, it's not a bad position to be in as long as it's not a lot of money. No, it's not a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, that's just oh, okay, just about where you want to be. Yeah, so I I've been close because I don't put I've a lot cl- of deductions on I've my. Been close. I don't put a lot of well, I put a lot of deductions on my form, so I get the most money back every week. Oh well, that's fair because I try and go medium, let them keep a little bit more. Because I just not look total, at total, but not the government's. Either. You know, in, uh, interest rate is, is crappy. Yeah, it's, so it's when, not real good. So when they hold on to my money, I'm not really getting anything no, for it. So, but anyway, other than that, anything exciting? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, the, the life of an accountant is uh, is mesmerizing most of the time, <laughs> but I can't think of any one thing that stands out right now. Allison. Well, aren't you glad you have someone here that could totally I'm, pretend like I'm not here? I know. You hit your face buried in your phone. I'm still trying to find this. I don't <laughs> I didn't know want why to disturb it's you. so hard to do on my phone. I don't know. I didn't want to disturb you. Know, it's, you. it's interesting. Another podcast I like to listen to was just talking today about uh, people being buried in their phones and comparing screen times and whatnot. So, <gasps> Excuse me. I had to cough. But there's that great little new feature that I, know. I, I haven't. It's only been a little while, but then it tells me. How long you've spent, and it just flashes up there, so I don't have to go get it. Right? It it goes, hey, it's been a week. Look what you've done. And at first, I was mind blown, like seriously. Um, but now I've easily cut that in half, and then some. What's just funny being, though is I, just knowing. I looked at that at first. Though, I I'm was like, looking at I'm as, so busy. As, I don't as do as shit. Being a, uh, <laughs> as it being a negative thing, but the more and more I really start thinking about it, is not so much. I mean, this is just way. The world's moving. This is the way technology is moving. This is just it. And so to sit back and complain about it just sounds like we're a bunch of old people yelling at kids to get off our lawn. Um, <laughs> because it's getting to the point now where you can ask a millennial a question and they can get an answer for you within a few minutes of just Googling it right there on the spot. Oh, sure. As opposed to running to the library, looking up an encyclopedia or doing something like that as we would have to do back before we had the cell phones. 
Um, so it's gotten to, I mean, especially when you get looking at different innovators like Elon Musk, who's looking at what the neural mesh, I don't know if you ever heard about him mm -hmm. doing that, which is a way for you to connect to the internet with just your mind. It's a thing. They're actually developing it. Um, he actually started a company for it. So it's like, we're going to get to a point to where this, this is just the norm. This is just it. There's another uh, interesting podcast that you might want to listen to is kind of along those lines. It's called Limetown. And the, uh, the the general story is a guy who invented some some tech that is contained inside of a contact that allows you to communicate with each other without having to say a word. Matt's dying. I know. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> you did that relatively quietly. Okay, you didn't die, but. I was almost there. <laughs> you still look iffy. I don't know if you saw that there is a company now that is um, going to pick one lucky participant to uh, potentially collect $100,000 if they can go with a cell phone from 1996 for a year. So no uh, no smartphone of any kind. That'd be interesting. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you would actually <laughs> confirm that they didn't actually look on a smartphone for anything. but Yeah, unless they're monitoring you some way, which isn't totally... <clears throat> See? Unheard of. I'm still dying over here. I'm trying to get it out of my. I tried taking a drink for those that are listening, and it went down the wrong tube. So now I'm. It was very entertaining. I'm to coughing watch. it out of my lungs, <laughs> so I can actually breathe properly. I'm, I'm getting there. Just so you know, nothing came out the nose, so it wasn't that exciting. But it was. I did just probably turn a nice shade of red. You're okay. You do. It was. It was pink, more like a salmon. Yeah. I'll go with that. <laughs> right on. So um, I guess we can jump into uh, into topics or topic. You know, I was – I've been following or just kind of following different uh, presidential candidates for 2020, just seeing who are planning on coming up and planning on running and just seeing what's out there. And it was funny because I think two – I think there's two out of a multitude that are running, or at least say they're running, that are talking about this certain subject that I wanted to bring up because this is something that um, I brought it up last podcast. But this is something I think that isn't being talked about enough, and it's certainly a problem. We've already felt some of the repercussions of it. Uh, we're looking at a new – I'm just going to use industrial revolution just because it's the best way to describe it. And I'm sure they're going to come up with a better term later on. But everybody out there who knows anything about anything about the Industrial Revolution is when they made a bunch of machines that kind of took over a lot of people's jobs. Um, farmers especially. The farming community got hit really hard way back when. Well, we're, we're running into that now. Um, over the last few years um, – excuse me. Um, the last few years, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Wisconsin. I want to say another state too, but it's eluding me. Um, lost over 4 million jobs in manufacturing, it's more specifically auto industry, um, because of automation. And so that's kind of what I was going to want to bring up a little bit is talking about the jobs. They're right the, from an article that I read, they're, they're predicting about 73 million jobs will be taken over in automation in some way, form or another within the next 15 to 20 years. Um, they're looking at uh, retail, uh, trucking, or driving jobs, and um, call center type jobs. Um, Google already has a 
AI that can take calls that are usually better than your normal Comcast when you call Comcast summer service. Yeah, I always hate them, automated <laughs> things. Um, I mean, pretty much anything would be better than talking to a Comcast rep. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, this, this, these job, a lot of these jobs are going to be going the way of the Dodo because they're all going to be automated and it's not going to stop there. Um, you already can walk into a McDonald's and you're, you know, presented with kiosks to order your food from. You don't even have to see anybody. I hate that so much. I hate that. No, you know what it's going to do? It's going to save my ass from eating as much McDonald's. That's what it's going to do. So, right? (laughs) If you look and you go, you know what? I don't even feel like being here. You've kind of wrecked it for me. And then you turn around and go, wait a minute. I'm not supposed to be eating this bullshit anyway. So, okay, bury yourself. I don't care. It's funny because Kirsten and I, we we pulled into one and we just went, she wanted a a shake or something. So we we go in. Oh, they have good shakes. We're going to go through the the drive through line, but it was like, it was almost out to the street. I'm like, this is stupid. So I'm like, and I said, this can't be, this line can't be as big inside. So we pulled into a parking spot and go inside. And what was funny about the whole thing is some guy was staying there waiting for us that works there. And he's like, how can I help you? And he walks over to the kiosk for us, for us and he starts punching into thing. I'm like, why are you doing this? <laughs> why don't you stand behind the register? To, why are you? <laughs> psychologically, they're trying to condition like, you to get used to it so they'll do it for you. You just sit and watch a couple of times. Yeah, and then you I walk kinda, up and go, no, 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 I got it, I got it. Right, right. And that's what I kind of figured. But I thought boom, it was kind of funny defeating you. the purpose of actually having an automated system when you have someone there doing it. But, you know, we started but, this whole thing when we started checking ourselves out at grocery stores. You know that, which, which I just don't. I, I don't do, do that it. either. I hate them. I, I, sh- I should rephrase that. I will do it if I only have a couple of items. It's a short line, and I'll also do it at Meyer because Meyer never has anybody in the checkout lanes. <laughs> right? They, I know they got thirty lanes and like five are right. open. But yeah, usually like one lady's closed. Kroger, Costco <laughs> actually took out all of their self checkouts um, to have a person there. But I, yeah, if if you're not gonna. Somehow compensate me to check myself out, then I'll just let you do right? it. Right? I want a percentage my off my. I want. I don't know. Even if it's just, you know, a half of a. I don't know. One percent. Like. Right. I don't. I think that would be well, so fine. Reward me because you don't have to pay a guy. Or better yet, the one thing I do like about that is is now I really don't have to leave the house to get groceries. I would love to pay somebody else to go get my groceries for me. That's true. Um. So Meyer's doing that now. I think oh yeah, Kro- Meyer's doing that. I think with, Kroger's with doing it. Starting to. Do that. Um. And Kroger's starting to do it, which is kind of the thing how. Um. Yeah, the automation thing is is causing some jobs to be lost, but it's costing some jobs to just change. Um, like in, instead of us going to the grocery store, we have somebody else going for us and dealing with all of that. What is our motto here on Punk Wisdom? Learn code. Yeah, well, kind of. And I and I you've mentioned that a couple times, and I never really commented on it just because I knew it was going to get to this topic sooner or later, and I wanted to get into that because you know working in IT. We have a team of eight people in our office who man over 3,000 locations. And each location has X amount of computers and X amount of all these different electronics that we have to manage in some way. Um, years past, there would be a bigger team working with that many stores. So as technology is getting better and better, we're losing more and more even tech jobs because it's all going automation. We have one guy on our team who is a programmer. And he programs a bunch of scripts for all you people out there who don't know what a script is. It pretty much, as soon as we diagnose the problem, you just run this little program. It fixes the computer. Boom. Done. We don't have to do it. And he just runs out. He just figures it out. And he'll just write these codes to, for the computer to fix itself. And we're going to get to the point where AI is going to get so good to where they're not going to need people on the other line, on the other side of that phone. Yeah, but there's way more problem. to coding than that, though. There's way more than that. There's all the creativity departments. 
that comes. It comes running and programming 3D printers, new designs, selling new. It's going to be. It's going to be wide, wide, wide. When we Either finally way, break, everything is going to require some right, sort of Right, but I'm saying that <laughs> those jobs are not going to fill the 73 million jobs that we're going to lose. No, for sure. That's why you need to learn it for all those who won't. And so it's going to be there's going to be a huge gap to where all those 73,000 people are not going to be able to go in and become programmers because the jobs are not going to be out there for it. Um, a handful of them will. But so what are we going to do in the meantime or what? Are, how are we going to mitigate this issue? Because it's going to hit our economy bad. It's going to really hit us hard. Well, um, if supply follows demand, we got to wait and see what's demanded. And I don't think it's going to be a gradual thing. I think it's going to – might be gradual as opposed to a couple of years, you know, once things start hitting. But I think as soon as it – as soon as they figure out whatever formulas they need to figure out when it comes to autonomous vehicles or whatever, it's going to be a, like almost like a light switch. Bam. Um, to a certain extent, you're also you're going to have some people out there, I believe, they are going to hold off and say, well, you know, you're not going to take my car away from me. Or someone's going to want to talk to somebody out the other end of the phone because I can't tell you how many times I do not want to talk to an automated system for Comcast. When I got to call those assholes and I got to sit there, yes, yes, yes. And when I finally tell the automated machine to fuck off, it's like, sorry, <laughs> I did not understand that. Um, you know, people want to talk to. But again, that's actually going to get better too. I mean, of course, a lot of this is speculation of what's going to happen. The jobs will be lost. How it's going to be handled is another thing. That's why I wanted to bring up the conversation and at least get people talking about this and thinking about this. Because as I said, right now, our politicians are doing jack shit about it. There's one guy right now who's running for president's damn. <clears throat> His name is Andrew Yang. You guys want to look him up. I'm not super nuts about the guy. But he said he was in D.C. not too long ago, and he actually got an honest politician to talk to him. And the guy's like, you're wasting your time trying to change these people's minds. You need to go out into the country and start traveling to different towns and start talking to them about what's going to be happening, about losing jobs and shit. Because here in D.C., we're not going to listen to you. We're not just going to listen to you. And the biggest the biggest example of that, and I'm not sure if anybody's seen it yet, but you need to because it's fucking hilarious, is Congress ju was just interviewing or talking to, not really interviewing, we're just talking to the CEO of Google just a couple days ago. <laughs> and that has got to be the funniest interview I've ever seen in my life because these people know jack shit about the internet. And he, and you could see it in his face. There's a couple of times he actually, uh, he actually sighed or he's just taking deep breaths because he wants to tell these people that they're fucking morons, but he couldn't. And so he's trying to explain over and over and over again to these old fossils who know nothing about the internet or electronics in general or technology. Um, that was just kind of funny. But that probably is the biggest issue you're going to run into is that the politicians sometimes can be so out of touch that they are reactive and not proactive. Like yeah. they, they should be the, the discussing policies now for the coming economy. Um, instead they are going to wait, um, and then they're going to make policies that react to the changes, um, and will inevitably make things worse than what they would have otherwise been, um, or prolong things that are going to change anyway, but they're going to do whatever their, uh, their base wants them to do. And the folks that want to give them some money to derail whatever's coming down the line. I mean, if you look at autonomous, autonomous cars are coming they're, you can't say that they're not coming, but as they come, it's going to disrupt dozens of industries. Insurance industry is going to disrupt it. The 
dealerships are going to be disrupted. Nobody needs to own a car anymore. Um, and they're all going to go to their politicians with a wallet and they're going to say, we want you to do something about this. And they should be planning now for that. Those things are coming and they're going to delay the inevitable by making them more difficult to implement properly. Yeah. <clears throat> That's why I was kind of optimistic when I saw at least a couple of these upcoming candidates running for uh, president in the next few years or next couple of years actually starting to talk about it. Um, Cause I think most to us sit back and we can see the writing on the wall, <laughs> you know, and like I said, the autonomous right now, autonomous vehicles are the most blaring example. I mm -hmm. think everybody can see that coming because they already see that those cars can actually happen. Um, the batteries are getting, it was funny because I was just talking to my mom about it the other day and she's like, well, I was in my friend's, you know, electric car and she had to switch to fuel. It was a, one of the hybrids. She had to switch to fuel because she almost ran out of power. I'm like, ma, they got batteries now that last a long time and they're making them better and better and better. Uh, I know Tesla's got a battery now that they say that can reach California to New York, to New York on one charge. Um, yet that's not going to be a problem anymore. So it's you're right though these these what Silicon Valley is doing right now is going to be taking the place of a lot of different jobs coming up and it's going to affect our economy big time right but even if you look at the um electric vehicles they they're the infrastructure is still almost non-existent for uh an electric vehicle economy um so as as that comes there may be jobs lost on the manufacturing side but they're Potentially, it could be a boom like you saw a boom when they developed the highway system because they have to develop, and they'll probably have to do it in mm -hmm. a hurry, a massive electric car system, assuming we go that route. I mean, if we really truly go to autonomous cars, you can't have them be um, gas-based vehicles unless you've now started a new industry of the people that gas up autonomous vehicles. You also would have another new industry of the folks who are um, – you know, let's say you're a senior, you want to go somewhere, autonomous vehicles, you can now get out of the house. Uh, but there'll be a new industry for I'm the guy that rides along in the car and helps you get in and out of your house and into the car and into the doctors. So you've got, well, you've see, got a whole cottage industry now exactly. that, that currently doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of people who might be in state manufacturing, so that, those are the jobs they'll take. advances, you then other things come up that, oh, now we need this or now we need this. Mm -hmm. And that's where the supply comes. And someone will go, okay, I can do that. Yeah. And it's the, you know, it's the services. And there's also the trades because if highways start or more manufacturing plants or more warehouses, here you go, construction. And there'll always be those that are in teaching or rearing children. And there'll be the arts, right? The, the people who need a human brain to create the unique and, and the best parts of humanity. So I'm kind of scared because now I don't know what to teach my kids. <laughs> but if you keep your eye on it and you kind of you kind of feel it out and you can see where you're going, I would suppose that that learning curve for those who are paying attention can hop on it and figure it out. Well, I agree with Josh. We, we need to be more proactive about it. <laughs> That's right. He agrees with Josh. Make sure, yeah. make sure you heard that. Well, that's what you were kind of alluding to yourself, um, Allison. I just didn't throw your name in there. I agree with you way too much. I'm going to throw it at the guest every now and again. Well, to an extent, when you when you see the headlines for 73 million jobs lost to automation in 15 years, it's it's a scare tactic to get you to read the article. Yeah. 
Um, and you do, but a, a lot of those jobs, and it's no different than the last industrial revolution. It wasn't suddenly that, uh, you know, there were millions of people who are suddenly unemployed. Uh, industry just changes and, the, and those jobs turn into to different jobs. Um, I mean, when you combine potential job loss and then over the next 15 years, um, we, more people are currently dying than are being born. So population decreases. A lot of that, a lot of that stuff will self-correct. To a certain extent, but like I said, uh, what we just faced here in the Rust Belt with all the automation taking over a lot of the car industry, I mean, there was a lot of jobs lost within a short period of time, mm-hmm. um, which a lot of people would attribute to the reason Trump was even elected because now all of a sudden nobody's got freaking jobs and people are fearing for the trades. Um, I I don't think – that obviously wasn't the only reason this guy was elected, but – there, there is that fear, especially in this area when we're live, where we live in a manufacturing area and trades isn't a thing people really talk about that much anymore. A lot of it's like go to college and learn yada, yada. I don't know. I mean, like I said, this is something that we need to, that needs to be talked about. I, is there any real solutions? Probably not right now. I, I think we just need to start. We need to talk about it. We need to start figuring out, okay, these are happening. So what are the jobs that are going to – what jobs are going to be created because this is happening because we're losing these type of jobs. But this also means something else can be created or something else can be done, yada, yada. You know what I mean? I mean, that's kind of what you were saying. Well, and, and part of it too, when you start to think about how industries in general are going to change, let, let's say, for example, tomorrow we are all autonomous vehicles. Let's say cause that's the best example. Um, the majority of people won't own a vehicle. Um, so the number of vehicles in general will go down. Um, the manufactured vehicles will go down, but you've got this massive number of vehicles that are gasoline based that we've got to do something with. So there's likely going to be a whole industry of people that need to recycle these vehicles. Um, there's going to be massive changes in say the insurance industry, because if if you don't own a car, you're not going to have insurance. Um, and if autonomous vehicles go as well as they're supposed to, accidents may or may not even exist. Um, you'll also have the cottage industry of people who want to hack autonomous vehicles so that I can drive it more than say 50 miles an hour. Um, and <laughs> there's, uh, so that'll, there'll be a nice little underground economy for that. Um, so yeah, it'll, it'll definitely be interesting to watch to see how things change. The, 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 uh, mechanic industry, I, I don't have to take my piece of crap car to mechanic anymore. Um, because I don't have a car. It, it all just goes right back to the manufacturer. They service it, redeploy it back you on the road. What's funny is a lot of them, because I have a friend who owns a Tesla, and he said he would get up, he got up one morning and he was alerted via email and even an alert in his car that they fixed an issue that was uh, just a drivability issue for the car while he was sleeping. Um, so you're getting to the point where mechanics aren't going to be needed that way so much anymore either. I'm sure there's going to be things that are going to break down that they're going to be needed for. That's obvious. But they don't break down as often because it's not a combustion engine. It's, you know, so it's, yeah. I, I kind of look at it as um, the way climate, the way the whole uh, the whole clean energy thing and fossil fuel energy thing is happening right now where you have big, powerful industry type people who are, keeping a hold of their fossil fuels because that's where all the money is coming from, even our own politicians. And they're fighting tooth and nail against the people who actually want renewables. And they're not willing to take that step, even though going renewable will create more jobs. 
and it is actually better and so on and so forth. But you can see – I can see this happening even when it comes to some of these other jobs we might be losing because of technology of the same bigwigs up there who are going to get paid by some of these bigger corporations who know that they don't – or they're just dragging their feet on wanting to change. Because what's funny is ExxonMobil actually has money in renewables. I think Sunoco does too. So it's like – so even these big oil companies are making most of their money off of oil. They have their money in a lot of these renewables because they know that's where the future is at. Why they're still fighting, I don't know. <laughs> but I don't know. But I can see that happening too with some of these other other jobs that could be going to the wayside of there's going to be a fight, especially when you have a bunch of morons in, in Capitol Hill who don't know shit about technology. Yeah. What? Do you have something to say, Allison? <laughs> the the look on your face says that you do. Okay. So anyway, um, so the other the other every time I was looking up this uh, these this topic because I reading different articles, I kept seeing another thing popping up that kind of relates to it. Um, was universal basic income to uh, help with the massive job loss. If there is a job loss or like a lot of people lose a job at one time type of thing, which I don't know how gradual this will be. Um, a lot of the fear tactics want you to believe it's going to be, you know, we're going to lose a million jobs overnight. Um, but the way our our economy is going they're bringing this up as a way of helping, helping it, I guess you could say. I wouldn't touch that stupid wire. <laughs> um, I don't know. I was, have you, what have you heard on that? If you heard anything at all and what you're thinking? So I, I know there's uh I don't know if it's Denmark or Finland or whatever it is. They're, they are experimenting with a, a universal income, universal basic income kind of thing. Granted their, their entire country is the size of, you know, Rhode Island kind of thing. Um, so it's, it's, it's different here, but the big question with something like universal income, um, is how do you pay for it? Um, so you've already got all kinds of different programs for whatever reason, they won't combine under one umbrella for assistance. So is, is universal income something that applies to absolutely everybody? Like no matter who you are, um, you're going to get a thousand bucks a month just because you happen to exist. I don't care if you're, you know, a doctor, a lawyer, mechanic, shoe salesman, whoever you are. Um, and if, if that's the case, then how are you going to pay for it? So then do you tax, I mean, do you get taxed on your universal income to then continue to pay into the program? Or is it one of these things like social security where you only, you pay in a certain amount of your income and you got to have five people pay in to pay out one more person's benefit? Yeah, it's, that's the biggest question is how it's going to be paid for. And I know this is not an, not a new topic because it's something I know they've been discussing for a long time. Back in the seventies, I think even Nick during Nixon's campaign uh, presidency, he was there was a proposal that was drawn up that a lot of the economists back then, even Milton Friedman, was all about it. Um, Martin Luther King and so on and so forth. It never got put into practice, but they did have a bill running through Congress at the time. Um, one state in our country is actually has universal basic income, and they've had it now for thirty some odd years. Which is Alaska? Uh, they they do it, their their oil program. Yep, they do it. They do it annually, um, and it's worked. They because the biggest fear was uh, it was going to affect full time jobs. 
Um, they thought the employment rate was going to drop because people were going to get lazy. Of course, they're not getting enough for them to be lazy, but you know, whatever. True. Um, the problem with Alaska is it is based on oil, and I think they are, it is. they're really starting to hurt. It was a dividend, and it's yeah. not always the same amount of money. Right. I think the, log- the largest they got at one time was just over two grand, um, but it fluctuates from, I think they said like a, a thousand to two thousand, something like that. Um, but they did say they saw an increase in part time jobs. I think part time jobs went up seventeen percent in the X amount of years. The full time jobs were not affected at all. It seems to be working out there. Um, I know Finland did it for about a year and they and they stopped it. Um, I don't know exactly why they stopped it. I think I know that I know they were planning on just it being limited and it was going to be an experiment anyway. Um, so it's being played around with. Uh, I think in a, in a, one guy I heard talking about was looking at it as more of being as a dividend more than an actual like a government handout. And he said in order for – he thinks the way it would work better is if we did a uh, – what's the what's the term? Uh, Value-added tax and not, and not income tax. Get rid of the whole income tax thing in this country and go with more of what they call a value-added tax. Um, uh, coming from an accounting standpoint, a value-added tax is a nightmare. Yeah, there's uh, – it's back – that's what I've been reading. There's pros and cons. I've been reading both. <laughs> Um, Why? So depending on how it's set up, and it, 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 or if you look at our current tax setup, we've got tax on all kinds of things. But every tax has a loophole. Um, and some taxes even have loopholes for specific companies. Um, so value-added tax isn't, isn't that much different. So they have in a lot of the European countries, they have a value-added tax. And they add the tax at different layers of um, the different layers of a good. Uh, and there's a lot of battles of who's responsible for paying the tax and when and when does the tax get added and who has to remit the tax. Um, and is it only on the final product where the tax comes in or is it on the steel that makes the car? Is it on what goes in to make the steel? Is it on um, – there, there's so many different pieces and it's incredibly complex. But it, 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 apparently it works for them I suppose. But um, And the nice thing is that keeps people who do taxes and CPAs and, and business, kind of like the uh, some of the recent tax changes they have now, it's simpler to an extent, but there's a lot of diff- weird little things in there. Um, and it, it definitely keeps CPA firms and accountants in business. So I'm not, I'm not going <laughs> to complain a whole lot. And competitive. Uh, and competitive. Um, so it, I actually had, I'll, I'll tell you a, a weird little theory I had the other day. Um, and that is that the government gets a certain percentage um, stake in every single company that is publicly traded. They get their own class of shares. They don't get to vote. They don't get any voting rights. Um, but they get to enjoy the appreciation of the stock. And you then essentially use that to tax corporations because the corporation will should be required to pay a dividend. And they use that to fund the government. You eliminate all of the taxes. Hmm. That would, ne- would never fly. But No. No, I. I mean, value add is just kind of like another flat tax, except that it's not at all flat. It's <laughs> well, it's except it's very crooked. <laughs> no, meaning meaning that income taxes uh, is different for each individual because it's depe- it's depending on how much you get, how much money you get paid. Sure. Whereas as uh, value add taxes actually taxes the actual product, so it's the same no matter who's buying it. Um. So. 
that's kind of where I was going with the whole. It's okay. kind of more of a flat where everyone's paying the same amount of tax on these particular products. Um, I did read though that normally when you institute something like a value added tax, the first few years is like extremely rough on the economy of whatever place sets it up. I forget what country it was. They elected a guy who instituted it. I forget what country it was. I just read about it earlier today. Um, and they didn't reelect him after the two years because he instituted it and the economy just went crazy. And then they reelected him like 10 years later because it actually – they kept it. They kept it going. They didn't get rid of the value-added tax and it actually boosted the economy and they, and they reelected the guy. Um, I forget what country it was. It was a smaller country, I believe, than ours. But <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I like I said, I don't know what the solutions are. I mean, what when I look at how much money that we are spending on things that we just don't fucking need in, in our government, there's ways of doing it. And then with the depending on how much you're planning on giving everybody, if you take away programs, um, not Medicare, or Medicaid, but if you take away the other programs when it comes to like Social Security and not Social Security, but Social Security uh, disability. Um, and, well, and, and like food stamps and welfare, you take all that crap away. A lot of that can f- be money that would be put into that type of thing. Um, I don't know. I mean, but so in, I guess in that case, then essentially you've added a, a whole new program that has to get funded. Um, so the question is, is with something like a universal basic income, is that intended to then replace Medicaid, replace Medicare, replace Social Security as a whole, where this, okay, we... Right, an overhaul of an existing system, or is this mm-hmm. a whole right. brand new system? I mean, we can't even get them to combine Medicare and Medicaid <laughs> right? into one program, which it's <laughs> it's the same thing. It's it's health insurance for both ends of the spectrum. Make it one program. Um, so unless you could do... You'd have to be able to determine that, okay, um, Allison, for wherever it is that you live, a universal basic income that will allow you to buy health insurance, which of course they're going to let, let the corporations decide what to charge you for that because that's... If they decide they to keep the money, private insurance going. Um, which is not going to go anywhere anytime soon. Um, so it'll put food on your table. It'll let you pay your utility bills. What's it going to be? So you're in California. So what are you going to get? Four or 5,000 bucks a month. Right. Um, Matt, you're in Michigan. Okay. Well, here's here's your pool of $2,000 a month. Now, then let's what you say... Do, you got to petition to be able to move to a place where you can get more. Uh, well, in in, be, in general, cost of to, living is going to be so it would have to be tied to the cost of living, um, which of course is speculative. If you look at the things like the CPI um, to determine what inflation is, they like to take out things like food um, and energy. So it's like okay, well, those are the things that cost you the most. Um, so Matt, you get your two thousand bucks a month. Now let's say six years down the road, um, Matt doesn't have enough money that he thinks to cover his thing, so he petitions the government for more public assistance. Do, there is there political will for them to say, well, no, it's your your the system is the system. Sorry, you didn't say. Or or when you go to retire, this isn't going to cut it. I need more. You know, I've I've tapped myself out. I'm in too much debt. I spent too much money. I didn't save anything. Government helped me out. Is, is there going to be political will to say no, or do we then just add more money into the program? And that's your welfare system. There you go. That's because why that's the thing. At- because if you say, hey. Can you live on this knowing I don't have to? My answer is going to be no, I can't. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to overextend myself 
I mean, that's just them all. You can't trust humanity. Cannot be trusted with that kind of responsibility. They <laughs> well, just can't. There's always going to be can't. somebody who's going to abuse the system. Well, sure. No, 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 no. In this case, it's going to be more than half, and that's it's so. going to be idiocracy. It's going to be the movie actually happening because I, I got I need this Audi. That's well, just why I need that. Let's I, say I for a drive. that we started this this thing tomorrow. Universal healthcare starts tomorrow. Boom, everybody gets. An extra thousand bucks a month. So if I'm at the lower end of the spectrum, you know what? That's great. I can actually feed my family every day for a week. Uh, for someone like me, I got a good job. I can feed my family anyway. You put a thousand dollars more in my pocket. Guess what? I'm going to go out. And I'm going to spend some money, and then prices are going to go up. So, and I maybe I spend more money on food, but in general, prices will rise, which then turns around and increases prices on things. Maybe over time. But pretty, pretty. If I suddenly just have a thousand bucks, I mean, maybe I put it in savings. Maybe, but we're Americans; we don't save money. No, no. And, I, and they, and they, they count. Actually, on... the people who save the most are the people who have the most. If you don't, it just sits there. It just sits there so that my name on a list can go higher and higher and higher as the years go mm-hmm. by. Um, for those of us who it's not enough for, it gets thrown back out there. It gets to change the world. Mm-hmm. I, I look at Bush's tax cuts way back when, when everyone was getting those stimulus ta- checks for. Was it a couple of years? I think we got those, um, and it did boost the economy. Oh, uh, sorry. <laughs> um, so maybe gradually over time that might happen, and especially if our depends on how much control we're given to the corporations again. Because the thing is, is like they can't just institute uh, a, un- a Medicare for all or a universal basic income um, off the bat without actually changing some of the. Infrastructure, especially the fucktards we have in the government right now, um, because right now they're corrupt. I mean, all of our politics is is give me more and more money. I mean, Nancy Pelosi was that's that's all she bragged about because she wanted to become the the House leader. That's what she was bragging about. I'm the best at raising money. Who gives a fuck? What have you done for us lately? That's that's politics. That's, yeah, that's, she's she's speaking to her room. Yeah, she's not speaking to us. No, and that's my point. Is that as long as we have those idiots in the Congress, it was funny because during that whole debacle of Congress questioning the CEO of Google, they did have one congressman. I forget if he was a Democrat, Republican. I don't remember. I don't even remember the guy's name. But I do remember he went off on all of them. He's like, "You guys are old." If you have no clue on what technology is, you shouldn't be on these committees that make rules and laws that governs this stuff. You shouldn't be involved. You're a bunch of fucking idiots. He didn't use the word fucking, but he literally said, you guys are a bunch of idiots. You should not be in this in, in this room right now. You've proven to the world that you don't know what you're talking about. Right. And it was funny just hearing him say them like, holy crap, we got a little bit of light in here. And somebody knows what he's talking about. Um, but I think... Until we fix that, a lot of this stuff, even if our, even if we do elect a president who's all about UBI and all about whatever, it's not going to go anywhere. Um, the, the problem is, is that we're not going to get those people in there um, as long as we have the two-party system um, and as long as we have the fact <laughs> that you or I could never successfully run to get into any kind of a position of power. It's just not possible because totally one hundred percent agree because we do not we we do not have enough money and we could not get enough money mm-hmm. to make that happen. Um, and even if we could, by the time we got there, it's likely that we would be much different people. Um, after our families are com- scrutinized and run through the ringer, 
in our lives After you're are hardened running and through jaded the ringer. and like, you know what? Screw this. Um, I want a Range Rover. Yeah, and at some point you learn how to play the game, and it, you know a big part of it too. It it was when they made corporations be considered people. Um, yeah, and yep. and they get their first amendment right to freedom of speech. Um, I mean that's that's a huge part of well, yeah, I'll just keep throwing money at it. So who am I going to court? I'm going to go where the money is. Uh, well, and, the, and the money is not coming to see you two. Well, uh, and that's the thing. The truth is, any system that's good for the people is equally generous to the people. And if it's generous to the people, it's not as generous to those people who want more. So it's never going to work. They're never going to go for that. And even if somebody does go for it and pass like these like these proposals did this last mm-hmm. election, so all three of them ended up passing and everything is great. And now you have the right who's angry about this trying to get in there and trying to poke holes in them already. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to take the tax money from the weed law. They're trying to, they're still trying to put their hands in the redistricting. They're trying to put restrictions on the absentee votes. Now, if we can't beat the whole thing, all right, we'll just take this. And we don't think, and they get their foot in that door. And that's how they kind of, they'll just, that's all there is. That's all there ever is, is how can we take more from you? And the minute you touch, start to speak out for yourself is the minute I'm going to find my own loophole or my own, well, but this, see, this hasn't been thought through. We got we got to do this different. So instead of all this weed tax money going to the schools and the municipalities who support it, um, they wanted to go to the police officers and first responders, which is a, a, a decent in its right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, these schools, these schools, seriously, I don't. You know, our, our government's kind of proven to us they didn't give a shit about education. No, they don't. Um, so this it's already bothering me. I'm kind of watching that one pretty closely right now. But you what I don't – I don't say what I don't say. I think if we follow what's happening in France right now where you had the Yellow were Jacket protesters. Of four years ago? No, the Yellow Jacket protesters right now who were protesting because their gas prices went up through the fucking roof. And they got out there and millions and millions of people were protesting. They actually changed the law. They dropped the prices. Protesting works. When the people get up off the lazy asses and actually get out and speak out against this stuff, it can work a united one yeah not 10 different side arguments no the pink but, hats i don't understand how that furthered a cause it didn't no it didn't <laughs> it, didn't. it, it commercialized it all it, it put us in cartoons and made it ridiculous instead I mean, of I being was happy serious to, i was happy to see people getting up and getting motivated but they needed a, they needed something to protest they needed some type of concrete or tangible thing that they didn't have they said we just treat you just treat us bad okay uh, fine you're right but you're not changing anything um so just saying because right now even uh nancy pelosi has been not just her it was a couple other people in congress too had to be put had to put up with protests right outside the freaking office and it wasn't just by some of the progressive candidates that got elected in it was some 10 year olds and 11 year olds Kids in school who are protesting in Washington D.C. into these right in front of these their off, office doors about the Green New Deal that they're trying to get started, which might actually get started getting started. Will it pass through the Senate? Probably not. But what I'm saying is, though, people are finally getting up off their lazy asses and doing something, which is how we're going to start making changes in in, in our government. And I swear the changes are going to have to be because even though universal basic income might sound cool. And who doesn't want to have you know free money being thrown at them, even though it's not really free? Definitely not free. But even though 
sounds great, but it's not going to happen until we change some of the leadership we have. Um, yeah, and yet, you know, even that is part of the problem. They got us convinced that uh, if you want change, you just got to vote for the other party. Um, and it's it's not going to work as as long as people are convinced that you can change anything by voting. It, you're fighting I a like, battle. I like what they're because they have it in Maine right now. Is it called? Um, Ranked choice voting. Have you heard about it? Yes. It's actually fascinating. It's really cool. Uh, Jill Stein was really a big proponent of it. She wanted it. Um, It's working great in Maine right now. I would love to see that get pushed out um, because it will help circumvent the whole two-party system. It'll it'll, it'll help people get around the – I'm going to do the – not anti-vote, but I'm going to vote against the person – I don't want that person like this one vote for the other person. I don't want the other person to win, but I really don't want the other person to win. But the rank, <laughs> yeah, the rank choice is great because you get to pick. Here's my top three. Yep. Um, and then it keeps going through the balloting and the voting process until it narrows it down, which is a, a great idea. So you can actually vote for the person you want. Yep. And not against the person you don't want. Well, I did a whole. Oh, I forgot about that. I did a whole post after I voted. I felt this weight and this heaviness that I hadn't at least recognized feeling ever before. Uh, well, maybe the last presidential. Okay, so anyway, so I walked out of the voting post and I just felt so melancholy. Mm-hmm. And then the more I thought about it, I got home and I realized I can't vote constructively. I can't vote to actually make the changes. I have to vote defensively to mm-hmm prevent this yeah we i can't vote that. to want this i yeah. have to vote to so not to have this so i don't know what i'm going to get but i don't want this and that's and all i hate voting, feeling like yeah, that when that's I all leave. our voting has come to now i want to vote like you know to be constructive and not have to worry about who's trying to yank the rug out from under me or us or this group of people or that group of people or you know do i believe we need immigration of course i do and I think everything should have its system, and the system as it is built should work as it was built to work. Mm-hmm. So those seeking asylum come in, those who are just trying to crawl under a fence, get caught, thrown back. That's the way it goes. Well, instead of sending – But you got to make it so hard. Instead of spending all the money of sending those troops down on the border, they should have spent that money with extra judges and someone to get the people properly. Right? Boom, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. I mean, boom. It's just like the, the way we're spending the damn money. But – that's a whole other topic. <laughs> That's a whole other yes, topic. I'm just saying, anytime you yeah. build a system, you make these laws, you have all these amendments and all these rules and all this except and buts, and then nobody runs it. And then we're like, oh, crap, the system is broken. We gotta, but we, we, we never gotta, fall short of money when it comes to war. No, of course not. <laughs> you are correct. You know, and so where we do need the help when it comes to mental health and education you know, tobacco and guns don't suffer either. No, no, no. Actually, the NRA is pretty suffering right now, though, which if you're well, watching that. They're, they're really not doing a terribly good job of uh, keeping themselves above water. Kind of like some, some of those organizations like that, they're like, they, they don't do a very good job of no. kind of giving just a little bit to keep themselves going. Yeah, they should have self-governed a little uh, bit. Yeah, better. I mean, you sometimes I agree there. They're not, they're, they, they haven't done a good job of playing the politics. Um, I mean, I think they've always thought for so long that well, we're the NRA, we can kind of do whatever yeah. we want. It's like, oh, guys, come on! Um, you at least got to put on a good face once in a while. And, <laughs> That's right. You know, pretend. give a little, right? Seem like you have a heart. Yeah, seem, just a little. Seem like you care because you know. It's... But I agree, Allison. I want I want to go into the voting booth and be able to vote who I want to vote for. 
walk out and feel and elated feel good about and your patriotic vote. and like, you know, instead of going, you bastards, look what you made me do. Look what you made. I didn't even want to do this. Look what you made me do. Yeah. I, Dicks. And that's kind of where I felt with even with the governor race right now. I was like, I wasn't going to vote for the Bill Moron. I hated him. And some <laughs> of the things that he stood for was like, you got to be kidding me. Um, but I wasn't super nuts about Gretchen either. She And as soon as she got freaking elected, she puts uh, uh, president CEO or the CEO of uh, Blue, Blue Cross Blue Shield in, on her staff. I'm like – that's what you're being criticized for throughout your whole campaign <laughs> is that you were sellout to Blue Cross Blue Shield, and that's exactly what you do when you get elected. It was funny when I saw there was a, there was a billboard at six ninety six in Grossback at the end of big thing. Yes, was, uh, Gretchen Whitmer takes money from, from big corporations. Big companies. I'm like, that can't. There's no way that can be a Republican ad because that's a Republican platform. Of we we take all of our money from big corporations because that's that's who we're friendly with. I pass with that on the way to work every day and at it, night. It cracked me up every me time. Too. I'm like. What politician doesn't take money from the corporations? I mean, that we are we are governed by the corporations. There are a few. I mean, we obviously there were some progressives that were elected into the House that are not taking any corporate money. I mean, it's possible. Look what it is, lover or hater. Look what AOC did in New York. Uh, Alexandria Casio Cortez. It's true. I mean, doesn't you don't have to like her at all? But the way she beat a guy who was shit. I mean. She and he and she beat him bad, bad. He didn't have a chance. <laughs> so it is possible to do it. And she had a th- a fraction of the amount of money that he had. Mm-hmm. So it is possible. Um, doing it that way is is going to be the long way. <laughs> See, <laughs> I, think, I would have to start. Change. <laughs> I would have to start my first press press conference by saying, "Okay, I've been in jail. I have lots of ink. Seriously, a lot." <laughs> Right. This I've been divorced. Yep. I swear a lot. I have. Yes. Uh, maybe I I don't know. Got a large ice cream and only paid for a medium once or twice. I mean, <laughs> there's some shit there going on. But seriously, the rest of these guys are stupid. So just hang tight. Let's read some shit. Figure this out. Do some research. And then you can tell me what you want me to do. How's that? And I don't know. Would it work? You think it would work? No. For some people, there's got to be these younger people to go. The way th- the just, way these people have won, though, is they. It was funny because I just saw an interview of a woman who was running for a position, I think, a state position in California, and she lost. Um, she had a ton of money. She was an entrepreneur, um, so she using a lot of her own money. But she says she did it wrong. She said she goes, "I flat out admit I campaigned wrong, um, and I lost." So now she's looking at running for president for twenty twenty a different way, but though. she hasn't. Announced it yet because she says she feels I'm still in the investigative stage. I want to, you know, seeing what's out there, what it's going to take. I'm doing it right this time, yada, yada, yada. So this, it takes a lot of work. I mean, you listen to what, you know, Alexandria and how, what she had to do. She was knocking on doors. Even Abdul Al Saeed, he was there knocking on doors. He knocked on a ton of freaking doors here in Michigan. Um, you know, you got to want it. You're really going to, it's going to take a lot of your time. Especially if you're not accepting any big money, you got to put your boots on the ground and get but your ass you, out there. There's no way you could run for president though without accepting corporate money. There's just, there's just, there's, there's, there's no way. It's not possible. You could, there's, you couldn't knock on enough doors to do that. And YouTube yeah. is way too saturated. <laughs> I yeah. So we just need. So I mean, I agree with. There's an organization called Wolfpack, uh, Wolf-Pack.com. That's really all about trying to get money out of politics. 
Um, oh, I thought it was going to. They're really pushing Vegas. for uh, a new amendment to the Constitution of getting money out of politics. Um, is it going to happen? Who knows? But that, that's well, so it, it, if that's you the get best money way out to get politics, the best way to get corruption out. You got to get the uh, Supreme Court to overturn the ruling that made corporations um, people. People, yeah, that'll get all and kinds of money out of politics. For a long time. And who gets assassinated first? <laughs> like who just like bites it oddly enough? Mm-hmm. Two days after somebody notices that Who's the next justice to take there's a, fall? a wave catching on. That's right. I don't know, but it's not my notorious RBG. <laughs> <laughs> she's uh, my beat. <laughs> we need to get like a thirty something on the Supreme. I know Court. she's like three hundred and four, but still, they, I think love they her. all are. So she, yeah, she's going to try to. Stick it's a lifetime appointment, enough. but you're already eighty five. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah, she got that tight bun. I mean, come on, <laughs> she's serious. Better yeah. than Judge Judy with the. She's got somebody that does that. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. But no. Before they put her doily in her collar. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I just want to see more of the stuff being talked about. Um, Did we cover the things you wanted to talk about? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Pretty much. I energy, our engineer left the room. Well, I had <laughs> yeah. one. You might as well keep going. Go ahead. Of course, I'm always the lighter side because I just can't handle it. My life is short. I'm making my plan for exit. Um, as we speak anyway, 60 is my goal. Yeah. And then I'm, yeah. And Yo, then, that actually makes, makes me think of a question the day Heather and I were talking about it. Whatever happened to the whole assisted suicide thing? Talk- I don't know, but that's the next thing. I want someone to tackle this and I want, uh, Julian Assange to go in and erase student debt. Other than those two things, I would have a perfect world. I'd Matt, go back to school, actually. Matt's in IT now. He can go and do that for you. Yeah. Yeah. Chop, chop. Eat, I'm just all for, hours. I'm all is okay. for euthanasia. All right, so I don't have a problem with that at you, all. You, you may be mistaken what we were just talking about. That's yeah, yeah. So much, <laughs> that's, that does so much. No, this is what I deal with. Yeah. 14 days after 14 days after 14 days. I'm trying to make it more. I'm trying to make it a little bit more positive. Times yeah. You bring up uh-huh. assisted suicide. No one in the right mind is for that. Okay, well, then I will tell you that these women posed nude in the middle of London to make a point about Victoria's Secret. So I will show you. I don't know if Good you know this, but we're on the radio. Yes. No, yeah. I'm showing Matt. Not you as in well, you me. all out there. However, it did However. happen. The Huffington Post. Yeah, they got a big story on it because I kind of like them. So it starts with hello or goodbye angels. Hello, absolute badasses. So it can't be. They are plus size women and literally pose nude in front of a Victoria's Secret in London um, as, of course, a protest. And I, oh, it was this secret fashion after the secret fashion show parade. So I found this as you guys were talking about other stuff because I just had to click that HuffPost alert I got. <laughs> and uh, boom, my Friday night just got better. So we're going <laughs> to talk about that when we're off the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? That yeah. seems to be where it's going. We're almost out of time, 808. Yeah, we just need to technically two minutes. Get an engineer in here to help us close out the well, show. Well, I know how. Well, no, it, it I just sent her a text. We've actually, got, uh, actually done it. We got all kinds of time. So, Matt, it's your show. Sure enough. What do you want to cover? You want to talk wow. about? You want you want to talk a little more about euthanasia, about just killing random people for our own personal benefit? Yeah. No. 
Oh, now that <laughs> is a subject I could get into. Just if there's just kill, like a, killing random people for no reason, or okay, well, not well, for randomly. A reason. Yes, the reason yeah. you have to have a good reason because yeah. then you're heartless. You can't be that. You gotta yes, like you know the whole Dexter. There was a real Dexter, by the way. I'm not surprised. Did you hear the story? No. I will look that up for next time. I want to talk about the real Dexter because that there are more than there, there are probably many real Dexters that just go undiscussed because why not? I, I would hope it, so. Yeah. I would hope so. Well, it's funny because someone at work the other day told me, <laughs> like, he's like, you can't, no one can get away with murder nowadays because of the technology. Like, bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> bullshit. People get murdered all the time. <laughs> People bullshit. get now, murdered that we don't know are murdered. In the age of machines, when there's CCTV literally everywhere, it'll be a little yeah, bit harder. That's getting worse and worse. And that's another topic for another time. <laughs> I was trying, it would be kind of cool to get Curtis back on the show again, but he won't answer any of my texts anymore. So, oh no. Um, that would be an interesting topic. He's a man though, on many though. tracks. Yeah. He's got way too much stuff. He's got his hands in. We're trying to close the show here, Jessica. You, yeah, I hit a bunch oh. of buttons. So <laughs> so. We just we just hit random stuff. So I'm not really sure what's going on over there. So I will stop for a second. So is there an idea of what we talk about two weeks from now? Do we have a topic idea? I have not popped anything because we could hodgepodge yet. it. Some um, current events, whatever. Yeah. I want to look up this real Dexter. If you want to do yeah, that, that'll definitely. be part of it. I want to talk so, about assisted suicide. I'm still chasing down some. Uh, yeah, some we guests, can do that so. too because I have this plan. I haven't heard anything about that in a long, long time. I can't wait I would love until to I'm allowed it. to just take myself out. Huh? I really, seriously. <laughs> so I, I, I would, I would love to be able to pick the time where I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm 89. I'm good. Hook me up to the machine and let's do this. That's right? what I'm thinking. I, I, I wouldn't mind that too wouldn't much. That if be it's great. Yeah, I don't know. And when we're talking about other, you know. Uh, industries that can crap up. We can have a whole industry that yes, they, and they cater the assistant. I mean, you have a huge party. You right? get up on yeah. stage, you hook yourself up to the machine, and boom, you're done. And the thing all your is, friends and family are all around. the time. Look at all these young people struggling to save for retirement, save to live in Fox Rom, whatever. Why? It's the end of it. Like, I don't want to yeah, like yeah, take yeah. twenty off the beginning, but I wouldn't mind taking twenty I off the end. Spend it all while I can spend it, right? <laughs> I mean, like balls to the wall, you see, live no, your I, life, I, I and then need, click the switch. Yeah, I, need on a few, your way I need a few years of retirement there to spend that money, though. So I can't mm-hmm. be uh, sixty's a little young. But that's <laughs> way more moderately thinking than this whole. You need one point, what is it, seven, eight million dollars or whatever for it. It's just it's disgusting, and I don't even want to. I don't even want to play that game. I'm gonna hurt. I'm gonna be cranky. Right? They're gonna have me drink like that insure shit, and I don't even <laughs> like that stuff. So anyway, until we come. Until, <laughs> There you go. In my well, insure. That may be some. So we got some topics cr- cooking. We, we do. Cooking. We'll, we'll cook up something. Great. We'll make up something fun. Designer so, babies. They, for yeah. now. That's, oh, yeah, that's right? That's a thing. They're starting to do that shit. All right. I'm, I'm writing that one down. Okay. Hang on. Don't forget your ideas. I skipped past that YouTube video the other day. I saw it. I'm like, ooh, I got to watch that. For right now, <laughs> I'm going to shut the train now. Yep, yep. We will see you again in 14 days. This episode has been brought to you by Southfield Therapy. Change is coming. Southfieldtherapy.com. Matt Splatter Graphics. Mr. Gross, the author in his new books. We're going to talk about that a little bit too, I think maybe in two weeks because we haven't mentioned it today. So we need to do that again. And what? Sensi by Angelo, of course. Go to the whiff. Yep, there's an H in there. That's awesome. com, and get your Sensi orders. Yes, it's Christmas time. And if you could smell like cranberries and garland, it'd be great. So anyway, for God's sakes, don't hurt yourself.